It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio. Flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome on Facebook and Instagram at The Mike Novak Show and at Mike Now on Twitter. Good planets hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. Brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Jet streams, perfect air. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Nova. Good planets are in the right. And are we here? Uh, hey, it's are- you again. Arr. What's, Arr. What, <laughs> what be happening here? Arr. I have no idea. Uh, well, we tried it. and um, Perhaps the hamster wheel needs an oil change. Yeah, okay. And I think we must be up. Snappy J Dog just gave, me a, gave us a smiley face. And, uh, so, uh, We're getting hearts. Uh, okay, yay. Well, oh, Ernest. Ernest is out there. He sees uh, us. Hey, I, Ernest. You know, this was something new, brand new. Uh, you know, we've we we go through we've gone through power outages and other things, and uh, uh, and every time something uh, messes up here, it's brand new. I have no idea why. Uh, it's it's the hamster wheel that's hooked up to the computer, that's hooked up to the internet, that's hooked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything, you know, and now there's going to be some really interesting things going on here because what happened is the program shut down. Uh, the vmix program in ex- twice we ran it twice and so then i just rebooted the whole shebang uh to see what uh is going on um and uh it means that all the presets i did just before the show <laughs> they disappeared they're gone they are gone dan costa says we're sounding okay so look your, at your go- mic is a little hot though still it's still hot Arr. Arr, this darn mic. Arr, the mic be giving me problems. Arr. Anyway, enough technical stuff. Welcome to the show. Uh, here's what's going to happen now. I need you to tap dance. Can you tap dance for me? Because we had some, I had some photos here that I was trying to get in. And uh, I had lo- uh, okay. I, I, loaded those in uh, mm-hmm. and they all... All of them disappeared. So, um, so we'll talk about that new movie that I heard is going to be coming out. That they're doing this whole new pirate movie. Our, but the problem is, yeah, kids can't go see it because it's rated R. Sorry. Okay. And I Sorry, see, you and asked that, me to tap dance. That's the best and, I could do. And and <laughs> and you set that up where I didn't have access to the rim shot because I'm I'm busy trying to load in a couple of photos <laughs> here. Funny, huh? Yeah, really. Thanks. That that helped me a lot. Okay. And, and we've so, got somebody who wants to hear about your bullfrog lake trip too. Well, that's that's those are the photos I'm loading in right now. Okay, okay? so 
Um, we will get to the Bullfrog Lake trip, uh, but Peggy, help me out here with um, Monty and Rose 2 or the uh, – um, oh, you f- do the um, the Friends of the Forest Preserves uh, uh, event coming up. You can handle that, right? It's I'm just looking for it. Oh, yes, the fifth annual Beer in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on our website. You can go to yeah. MikeNovak.net. And you can find out all Go about to this week's blog, take a peek. But, you know, if you've always wanted to sip beer in the woods and not get in trouble doing it, maybe <laughs> um, sip beer and enjoy the outdoors while supporting friends of the forest preserves community and their work to protect, promote and care for our forest preserves throughout the area. Um, they've got a couple things going on at Laba Woods, which is right off of the Edens Expressway at Foster um, on Saturday, September 25th from one to six is a beer and nature festival and you can stroll through the woods on a guided bird walk learn about snakes uh, participate in what's called a flash bio blitz you have to go there to find out what that is Um, drink some of the region's most delicious craft beer and cider and a whole lot more and just have a whole lot of fun Um, there's going to be some yoga that day uh, family wellness walks Bird walks by friend of the show Jeff Scretney. You will have been Scretneyed at the end of the event. Um, Arrgh, lichen walks and the bio blitz. There's going to be some entertainments, some displays. Frog lady is going to have. But but things. but it's not just Saturday, um, folks. Yeah, you know, it's all week. They're doing virtual some virtual stuff, festival. Yep, virtual stuff all week. So um, just go to yeah. Our- no. I'll, yeah, and go to the go to the blog at mikenovak.net, and I'll pop this up in the feed as well. Yeah. But that's coming up on the 25th, and then also all week from the 20th through the 24th, um, virtual online tastings, virtual yoga, trivia nights, all sorts of things. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a big deal. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, um, you know, I, I would love to go next Saturday. Of course, I'm always doing show prep, which then crashes the next morning when we're doing the actual show. Well, you could show. go and do a quick live remote there, you know, yeah, a quick. Yeah, I could do something like that. Uh, maybe we could. Maybe we should pop by. I think that might be kind of fun. Uh, also, go, I just I, put the link up. All right, great. Here's another weird thing uh, going, going on today. So Weird? Some, really? Some, yeah, Us? weird. Uh, Noel, you know, they <laughs> sent me information um, uh, about this, and that is the IIT, the, uh, uh, the Illinois Institute of Technology, uh, pumpkin launch. All right? And... They're going to be throwing pumpkins into the air, basically, today at IIT, which actually sounds like a lot of fun. It's it's kind of a, a fall. But who's catching them? Um, I think they smash, and I'm hoping they're uh-huh. composting them afterward. Uh, maybe they have a net. Maybe they have a mattress they try to land them on. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, but it's 12... Maybe skydivers going by catch them. Um, 1230 to 3 p.m., uh, and uh, uh, the information, again, is on our website. If you click on the link, uh, it's at Ed Glancy Field, which is on uh, the near south side where IIT is located. And they're going to have uh, also, in addition to launching pumpkins, um, and by the way, uh, it, the sponsors are Chicago Recycling Coalition, uh, IIT, and Xfinity is involved in this. Maybe they will be shooting videos of this. I, I imagine they will be. Um, and I guess they have pumpkins in various categories. You can, uh, it's probably too late for that, but if you signed up, you you know, large, small, or medium-sized pumpkins that you want to smash. Um, 
and uh, there's going to be a pumpkin bouncy house, face painting, pumpkin donuts, cider, uh, all that fall stuff. So uh, that is that is today uh, at uh, twelve thirty to three p.m. If uh, if you're interested in launching pumpkins or watching or watching pumpkins launch, well, that's I mean I think it's too late. You you can't just go there and launch a pumpkin now. I would think yeah. um, so. Uh, and, and I really don't know that much about it. I just thought it was fun, and uh, uh, we're mentioning yeah. it today. Uh, and, of course, Monty and Rose 2 has come out uh, by our friend Bob Dolgan. Um, and this is the, the full-length documentary. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's called Monty and Rose 2, The World of Monty and Rose. You can rent it. You can buy it. Um, uh, I, have a, I haven't seen it uh, yet, yeah. but and I it's, will. And it's... It's five dollars to rent it for. I believe it's a forty-eight hour, thirty something, or thirty-six or forty-eight hour download. But it's ten dollars if you um, decide you want to buy it. Then it's unlimited downloads and watching, and and you're supporting Monty and Rose in the film. And uh, uh, this week in birding is uh, mm-hmm. one of the sponsors behind that. So uh, the link is there uh, on my website. Go to mikenovak.net. M i k e n o w a k dot net and you can get that now all right yeah. and we, it's got great music too if you've if you've seen when we've done the little things on the show congress of starlings is uh-huh. doing some of the music for the score so now we've we've actually had a request uh from one of our viewers here to talk about bullfrog lake because as you know last week uh was kathleen's birthday and uh we decided we are going to go to Bullfrog Lake, and this is uh, and, and and let me see if I can find this because, um, not Bullfrog Lake, but the story. I'm not going to uh, be able to to. I, I meant to line that up too, and of course I did not do that properly. But there was a story um, a few weeks ago about um, how the folks in the Palos preserves had. Uh, been working very hard to reduce the light levels in in the mm-hmm. preserves out Palos Way, and yeah, um, to, the, for dark skies. Right, the International Dark Sky Association had given them an award, and there had been um, a, a project, and I forget exactly who was uh, involved in it, and um, and I looked at that, and they said, well, here's how. You, oh, here it is. I found yeah, it. It was named the world's largest urban night sky place. Um, it was it really in partnership with yeah the Forest Preserve District of Cook County Palos Preserves in partnership with the Adler Planetarium is now designated as the largest urban night sky place in the world by the International Dark Sky Association. Great, yeah, an urban night sky place. <laughs> That's the official title of it. And um, uh, so I I looked at that and I said, you know what, I want to go there. I w- I want to see what that's like and and see some stars. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kathleen and I, uh, it, it took us almost an hour, <laughs> which is so amazing. That's the that's the point. It's just south yeah, of, of right 50, there, south of fifty five in the I and M Heritage Canal and uh, the Sanitary Channel, and you'd think, well, that's kind of icky, but it's not. It's it's like this little oasis just mm-hmm. south of every southwest uh, of of everything, and when you get there, it's actually kind of isolated and quiet there's more than one yeah. lake there and there are sloughs there and it's uh, over 6600 acres and a ton of trails yeah 
And and here's some of that there. This is uh, Bullfrog Lake here uh, where we uh, we actually – it is. It's very nice. Uh, we sat on this dock uh, in the morning and had breakfast, and we're only visited by one uh, wasp. And um, but but that guy was persistent, and um, it was just uh, you know because it was after Labor Day, uh, there weren't a lot of people there. But you got to understand, there's there are cabins, and here is uh, uh, our cabin in the fire pit, and we were preparing for dinner there. And they and give this, you uh, and this is within the forest preserves. This is in the forest. This is in the campground. It's in the forest preserves. Yeah, and I forget exactly uh, which forest preserve this is i'm i'm not as prepared for this as i should be uh but it is if you just look up bullfrog lake um you'll find this and um the cabins are really sweet and there's a bunch of bunks in there there's no running water no heat no air conditioning but there's electricity so um and you can and there's a fan you know so you can put the screens up and and blow air through there uh and the temperatures were perfect and you can see kathleen lounging there in the front of the cabin uh and they have large cabins and they have small cabins um and then the the next day uh we went out uh for a, a little bit of a hike this is one of the sloughs there it was really really quite quite lovely and of course uh, a, a lot of uh the trails you can see the trails are nice. are terrific. So um, it was a, it was a wonderful experience, and I highly recommend it for anybody who wants to to have a kind of getaway. It's it's like a getaway in the city. Um, it is uh, it's so easy to get to, and it's not expensive. And if you're a camper, there are camping areas. If you've got an RV, there are RV areas. Um, um, so uh, there's, there's a surprising number of places to camp in the different forest preserve districts that they just don't publicize a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, this one, Lake County's got some camping. I know there's some out in some of the other counties. It's yeah, it's right here. You're not going up to Wisconsin. You're not going four mi- four hours away. Right, and it's really inexpensive. Um, and I, I like the idea that it is so close by, and, and because they've worked so hard to uh, uh, to eliminate light pollution, um, there is that feeling at night. Uh, you, you look around and you're not seeing lights everywhere. You you, you see the dark. Now we, we the skies were hazy, so we didn't see a ton of stars. We saw some stars. Um, uh, we want to go back, uh, and you know it's the luck of the draw if you show up and mm-hmm. and you've got a clear night, so you can you can see the lights. Uh, but we're we're probably going to try it again. So. Uh, uh, just uh, as I would say, uh, look up Bullfrog Lake um, if you're in the area and and you want to do this. And kudos to the Forest Preserve District of Cook County uh, and to the Palos Preserves for uh, and the Adler up. Planetarium. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's true for for their for their um, uh, participation in this. And I would say that it's it's very it's accessible. Um, Serious campers will probably poo-poo it. Uh, I'm not a serious camper. Um, I'm a casual camper, and um, and for me, it was great. I I mm-hmm. just thought it was uh, terrific. So that's uh, 
like that is our, ex- our experience. Yeah, a good time was had by all. Um, <laughs> and Gata got Lagata got to take a vacation. Art from us, yes, and she partied yes. while we were gone. <laughs> and when we pizza got, boxes everywhere. Went, oh my goodness! And 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 right, and in the cat litter box there were pizza boxes and beer cans and oh it was i hope uh, i hope the greasy pizza boxes didn't go into the blue bin uh no they did not (laughs) um also this week it's you know it seems like uh this week went uh lasted six or seven years uh it just seems like so much has been going on this week way back at the beginning of the week remember we talked um to um to reverend brian souter from Faith and Place, and uh, and I went to a couple of the uh, Faith and Place seminars this week. But Green Team Summit. The Green Team Summit. Um, and um, uh, we talked last week about the new law in Illinois, the uh, clean energy law, which was passed by the Senate mm-hmm. uh, after the House had passed it. It's now been signed by Governor Pritzker, and here we go. Let's hope that it does what it's supposed to do. Uh, it is uh, one of the best social justice, uh, environmental justice laws in yeah. the country, um, and if not the uh, foremost. So uh, Illinois has become an environmental leader uh, over the past week. Yes? Someone's mic's open in the back. Yeah, I can hear that too. Let me see who... See, now i got to track down what mic... Might be going. Whoop, whoop. Oh, I see. Okay, that's uh, our our next guest. Um, uh, I got you, Jeff. Okay, I got you covered. Uh, he's giving <laughs> me the thumbs up there. So, uh, 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 I'm glad you didn't say anything uh, bad. Uh, trash anybody there, Jeff. Jeff Hake will be with us uh, in just a little bit to talk about a great program going on in Central Illinois. But at any, yeah, rate, I don't back- think that we actually introduced introduced the show this morning on the second round. I, I'm sorry. I don't think we introduced who our guests are. Oh no, we, came we, back. Didn't, we didn't. We didn't set up anything because uh, we were so discombobulated by our <laughs> talk like a pirate day uh, and uh, and everything melting down at the beginning of the show. So, uh, well, we could do that real quick. Let me uh, give you a preview of uh, what's coming up on the show. Uh, Jeff Hake uh, lives, farms, and works with his wife Katie Funk. Uh, in McLean, Illinois, or, or McLean, I think they pronounce it, uh, at Funk's Grove Heritage Fruits and Grains. And they are the uh, interim co-managers of the Central Illinois Farm Fed Co-op. And that's a, quite an accomplishment. And they just raised over $100,000 to help farmers work together to get their crops preserved and, and distributed. And, and and I'm wondering, and we'll ask him if it's uh, if it's going to be a model for uh, other farm communities uh, in the country, in, in Illinois and around the country. Um, but uh, he will be on with us next. And then following him, uh, you should know, <laughs> September is National Chicken Month. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't ding that. There we go. Which makes, Well, it makes me want to see. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, and I'm glad I looked because... The input I had in here earlier that I was going to have for I see it all all of it disappeared. Um, yeah, there it is because 
what I'm going to want to play is... All right, enough. Um, and uh, in honor of that, uh, well, next week is the 11th annual Windy City Coop Tour, and uh, Jennifer Murtoff uh, from Home to Roost will be with us uh, to talk, to give a little preview of that. We've, we've talked about uh, the Coop Tour mm-hmm. many times uh, on this program. Yep. Uh, and then uh, finally, and uh, we were, t- you know, I wonder if it was all of the setup we were doing for the musicians that, that caused all the meltdown here earlier. I don't think so. I don't think they had anything to do with it. But, uh, I, uh, I think uh, Facebook had something to do with it. Um, I, fa- well, I don't think it was Facebook, really. I think it was. No, uh, just in general. Oh, I, well, yeah. We, resistance is futile. <laughs> Facebook. Um and um, uh, we're going to be talking to three folks involved in something called Fresh from the Midwest. It's a music festival happening out in Marseilles, Illinois, at the Illini State Park. Uh, and we're going to have a couple songs. And this is something we haven't done on the show in a long time is play some music. Um, Yay. And uh, Christina Eltravogue. Uh, will be with us, Tom Gaffney, and they are our musicians. Uh, Katie Tricoli is the founder of WRWO Radio, 94.5 FM in Ottawa, Illinois. And our show airs on WRWO, which is one of the reasons that, in fact, it's airing right now opposite us, but it's the no, last... 8 a.m. It's, um, no, I think it's... They're on no, at 8. No, 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 it's at, at 9. Um you're thinking of of the FM in uh, 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 you're thinking of Lumpen Radio, which mm. goes at eight a.m. No, WRWO. Yeah, okay, I was reading their website. Really? So. I don't think I put that there. Well, we will ask Katie. We'll ask her when the show airs. Uh, at any rate, and they're going to do a little performing in honor of that Midwest Musical Fest, um, which happens on October second. So, all right, that's that's uh, our lineup there. <laughs> Uh, coming up. Also, uh, before we break, um, we mentioned that now Illinois is uh, a leader in uh, clean energy legislation. Mm-hmm. This week, you might have missed this. Uh, the Native Garden Registry got approved by City Council. I happened to sit in on that meeting. Um, and they made some changes in it, and I'm hoping it's for the better. Well, again, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. A lot of you know, because we've talked about it for years on this program, that you could grow native plants in your yard and get fined 600 to $1,200 by the city of Chicago because they would consider them weeds. Uh, mm-hmm. Insane, of course. That's insane. And so they decided to fix it, and the way they're fixing it is by – establishing a native garden registry. So if you want to grow those kinds of plants, native plants in your yard and plants that benefit pollinators, uh, you can now register with the city of Chicago and they theoretically will put you on a list so that if uh, the um, Department of Streets and Sanitation comes a calling and says, hey, what's that? Uh, We're going to mow them down. You can say, no, 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 wait a second. Now, the problem is there's still a, a couple of problems with it. There are some setbacks that I think are unnecessary. I believe three feet is one, one of the setbacks. And given the, the size of lots in the city of Chicago, that's not a very – that doesn't allow you much room um, 
It's, right. it's, and right. it certainly doesn't allow you in front cert- of the house. Yeah, well, it certainly doesn't allow you to do anything on the parkway. Um, mm-hmm. And there, and I believe there's still. Uh, I, 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 and I'd have to go back and, and look at it. Well, it, it, it did. It waves the over ten inches rule for native plants. Uh, certainly within your yard. I'm wondering if it does that on the parkway. That's what I'm. Maybe we have Alderman Hopkins and or Wagusback on. Yeah, we can get uh, maybe we can get one of them and 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 talk about this. Um, but the, the uh, one of the good things that happened is the fines have been reduced significantly to $100, and you have a chance to appeal um, mm-hmm. a uh, determination um, and to change, to, to make changes if, if need be, so you don't get slapped with that big fine. And, you know, and the idea is that uh, there's a lot of open lots in the city of Chicago that go to seed and and absent landlords and part of the uh, the other part of this so you have to live on your property to do yeah. this to you have. have to live there and you have to be able to identify the plants yeah so um uh congratulations to the city of chicago uh for doing that for uh, uh setting up uh, the registry and let's hope that works mm-hmm. uh and um you know it's it's interesting here we are uh, a week where we got some uh mm-hmm. Progressive environmental laws passed in Chicago and in the state of Illinois. How about that? Okay. All right. Can I do a quick plug before we go to break? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The September issue of Natural Awakenings, still available in locations near you, libraries, stores, grocery stores, etc., and always at nachicago.com. Even though the October issue goes to print in a couple of days, which... October? What? How? Yeah, I don't I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, speaking of dark skies, arg, there is a great article in this month's issue by Cheryl DeVore. Again, if you go to nachicago.com, you can you can catch it. Meteor watching, connecting people to nature. And there's a little sidebar about light pollution in here. And we interview Audrey Fisher. Good. Or Cheryl interviewed Audrey Fisher, um, friend of the show. That was a little ding. That's okay. And of course, That's we, we had Melinda Myers on last week, preparing home landscapes for winter. And if you want to read more, um, that's in here. And by the way, quick plug from last week too, September 21st is Melinda's free online webinar on preparing your fall right. uh, landscape, 630 to 730. Go to P-A-S-Q-U-E-S-I.com. register for free, and she will stick around for Q&A afterwards for, oh, about 36 hours. Exactly. Um, until everybody nods off. Um, and I promised that I, I, I promised her that I would do some social media on that, so uh, i got to do that later in the day to get uh, folks uh, over to... It's online. It's, it's virtual. Mm-hmm. So um, you and can it's go... Free. And it's free. So, and you're going to learn a lot because uh, Melinda Myers knows a lot. All right. We're more or less back on track. Um, I'm going to... Um, Go have a shot of whiskey and then come right back here, I think. <laughs> Arr, no, Arr, it's rum. It's rum. Let's talk like a pirate. Arr, let's rum. have some rum. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. More to come. Thank you for sticking around.
Whether you're a farmer or a backyard gardener, assist your soil in providing key nutrients to your plants with Spectrum Soil Inoculum from Tinyo Biologicals. The beneficial microorganisms in Spectrum break down and release vital nutrients and make them more accessible to your plants. Spectrum works with nature to decompose organic matter into humus, building richer, healthier soil. Spectrum is approved for use on certified organic crops and is OMRI listed. Get Spectrum at blazing-star.com. Life is in no streaming alone. Ripples in motion, hitting us all. Yeah, yeah. Dive in, dive in. Your time to win. Our hearts all in. Let's let the fun begin. Take a dive, take a dive, take a have the ability to give your soil a superpower. It's called composting. If you don't have a backyard, you need to contact Collective Resource Compost. CRC has diverted 7,000 tons of food scraps since 2010. They bring you a fresh 5-gallon bucket or a 32-gallon neighbor tote with each pickup. You fill it with organic matter from your kitchen, they swap it out and get it to a commercial composting operation. Fight climate change. Go to collectiveresource.us. And welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malay. Oh, look at this. Uh, uh, there, See, Gata isn't the only one who, uh, who wants to be on camera. That's uh, <laughs> Jeff Haik, uh from Funk's Grove Heritage Fruits and Grains. And, uh, and, and who? And who have you got with you there, Jeff? There. Yeah, this is PJ. <laughs> and uh, he always insists on being here. It's been a year of Zoom calls, and he's always, always there. <laughs> always there okay that's the uh, motto for pj always there so uh always there Aww. yeah i saw him when we were doing the test of this uh the other day he was uh he was uh insistent uh that uh he be part of <laughs> so <laughs> he really liked <laughs> it so uh jeff welcome uh to the show thank you so much for being here um we talked a little bit about your your operation. Um, tell us uh, how the um, the co op came to be. What uh, it sounds like for one thing, Mount Pulaski is uh, a very engaged community uh, that works uh, because this is this is just part of an, a grand plan to uh, to help farmers in the area, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, my wife and I live in McLean, which is about a half an hour north of Mount Pulaski. Um, mm -hmm. And McLean is half the size of of Mount Pulaski, so we're in a very small town. Um, but yeah, this this whole project I started before we were involved at all. Um, the city of Mount Pulaski and their uh, economic development and planning board applied for a grant with the EPA. It's called a Local Food Local Places grant, and it's not like a funded grant. It's more um, works with EPA officials to set up a planning process for 
communities to um, see how local food production and local agriculture can serve as an economic driver. Um, and so I think the way it worked, and again, I wasn't even involved at the beginning of this, um, the city of Mount Pulaski and the city of Peoria, which is actually a fairly large city down downstate here, um, they applied together for this planning process to see how each of those cities um, could use food as an economic driver. Um, and what they did was basically engage in the community planning process where um, people in Nablasti got together and worked with EPA officials to figure out how they wanted to use food to better their town. And their conclusion was um, to put together a, a cooperative grocery store and also a food hub. Um, so they started making plans for that. And I'll tell you, I started attending um, their community meetings through a set of general interests um, because local food is my, my big passion <laughs> for my entire adult yeah. life. Um, and, and also because our town, I wanted to see, you know, my wife and I also run a community group here with some other folks. And we wanted to see how we could replicate what was happening in Pulaski here in McLean. Um, mm -hmm. I was just gathering intel, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, but I went to a community meeting there. Is that their um, their uh, American Legion Hall? And there's like a hundred people there from town, and it's, it's only like fifteen hundred people. So there, there were a lot of a lot of interest. And I left that meeting where they were talking about how we're going to form this cooperative grocery store and start this food hub. And there was such universal enthusiasm for the idea. I don't think I've ever been to any community meeting of any kind ever where everyone was like, let's do this. And there was no like, wow. it was like one crabby person that's like, what? no, it's not going to work or something. Everyone was into it. Um, so it was it was really thrilling. And then I kept attending meetings. They, they basically bit off what they could chew at the time, which was starting the grocery store first, um, <laughs> which they did actually. That's That's what eventually was formed. The market on the hill. I made sure I uh -huh. my right mug. Okay. Uh, so that was formed last July. But in the meantime, while they were planning that, they also started talking about how do we do this food hub part that we said we would do too. Uh, I was attending meetings, and at some point, I said um, I need to stop attending meetings unless, like, basically, I need to do other things with my time unless I'm being compensated for it. Which was my way of saying I need to stop giving so much of my time to this. And instead, I wound up getting hired <laughs> to <laughs> keep working on this project. Um, and it's kind of a long story, but eventually my wife also started working on it too, which is great because she's the person who has attention to detail that I don't have. And she has she's run her own business for 10 years. So we're making a really good team putting this whole project together. Um, and now we're at this point, uh, a year mm -hmm. and a half later. That's that is a, a a pretty amazing story, and so there's the uh, the store already. So what's going to happen next? Uh, oh, and by the way, the 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 government, um, the EPA was involved in grant money. How do, how does that work, Jeff? Well, I, honestly, I didn't know that there was a grant program that the EPA had. It sounds like it should be a USDA program. Yeah, um, it, it does. But, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that it's, yeah, the EPA. Yeah, I and I, to be honest, I, I have not been directly involved in that grant writing mm -hmm. process or anything, so I don't know what inspired them to apply for it. Um, it's a very interesting grant because it's not something where they're jumping a bunch of money into it. 
they're just helping initialize a planning process and get a community focused yeah. on something and get um, which is a really interesting approach because that helps give the community more power. It's just helping them get started, take an idea that they might already have and getting them onto the next steps. Um, and it's, the a really, it's a really and, and the next step is a, a facility that helps process food, right? Right. So where we've landed, so a food hub, the term food hub can mean a lot of different things. Um, generally, it's a entity that helps aggregate um, and do marketing for and distribution for local farmers. So basically pooling mm -hmm. their economic power one entity. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a really sound idea. It's basically... Um, trying to generally fill a gap in small and local food systems. Um, it's that kind of aggregation that has gone missing from local food and central Illinois is just as much like that as any other part of the country. Um, there are food hubs all over the place. Um, and they have, I mean, admittedly they have a mixed rate of success. I mean, this is an industry that has super lean margins or, or doesn't have margins. Um, it's, it's tough. Um, yeah. And you, uh, so you I, oh, go ahead, Peggy. So for the food hub that's, that's being created to aggregate all the, the farmers and the products and then distribute, is that going to be more for, um, commercial, industrial hospital schools, or is that more for say farmers markets and residential? So the, the model that we landed on, and this is again, you know, you, you, you spend a lot of time planning and trying to figure out what all your resources are and then make the best use of them possible. And, and the whole, <laughs> the whole story with this project and our um, success so far is really based on so many good potential things have come together at the right time in the right place, which is Mount Pulaski right now. Um, yeah. It's really remarkable. So the, the model that we landed on was actually a facility that can buy in bulk produce. I love seeing these photos. These are some good friends of ours. These are great. Uh, you sent some fabulous photos here. So I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to pop them up while, while you're chatting. Yeah. The, yeah. This is great. Um, I'm glad to see it. Uh, so uh, the model we landed on was a facility that can buy in bulk produce from local farms. So we're talking the scale of like hundreds to thousands of pounds of produce at a time. Um, uh -huh. Do some light things. So like simple chopping and slicing kind of thing. So like a whole carrot comes in, we can turn it into, you know, matchstick sizes or slices um, and then freeze it. Um, so there's some bulk carrots right there. That's yeah, from I think you were saying good. the articles were saying flash freezing so you could store large amounts of it. Exactly. Yep. So we need to have um, some uh, blast freezers, so a large, large amount of uh, freezer storage. Um, and we're just trying to make it so that farmers can grow more, um, volume of produce at one time and then have a reliable market for us, which would be us. So they bring it to our door, we buy it from them. And if, if, they, if this is how they want to do it, then they're done with the product. And then, because so much of farmer's time is spent not strictly farming, it's spent on the marketing and on getting it to the right places and logistics. And it's, you know, it's not, it's often not the thing that farmers get into farming for. Um, it's this exhausting other part of trying to make all the ends meet. Um, so then what happens on our end is we get a process frozen and stored. And then, like you said, 
um, we uh, would work with local institutional buyers, so okay. schools, hospitals, mm -hmm. um, care facilities, maybe prisons someday, um, to um, give them access to fresh local food year-round, which right now is not possible for local producers to do that in an efficient way. It's not possible for local yeah. buyers to do that in an efficient way. So yeah. this has always been a concern, keeping Illinois crops in Illinois that aren't, yeah. you know, that are, yeah. that are food crops. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, hello, yeah. PJ. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So we just have a couple more minutes uh, before we bring in uh, Jen. Um, and uh, I want you to talk a little bit about uh, Funks Grove Heritage Fruits and Grain. Sure, uh, happy to. Um, so that's the rest of our time. Um, so that's uh, me and uh, my wife and her brother, Jonathan. Um, if you're familiar with Funks Grove Pure Maple Syrup, um, Funks Grove, uh, the, the syrup shop has been in operation since 1891, I think. Um, so Katie and Jonathan are the sixth generation of the family. Um, Katie and I met because um, they were working on starting their own farm together. And at the time I was working for the Land Connection and I was supposed to be training farmers, um, and I was, but then Katie and I hit it off and eventually I became part of the farm too. Um, so what you see in this picture is one of our farm products, our fruit wowzers. It's a fruit leather that we make from our own fruit or from fruit from elsewhere in central Illinois. Um, so uh, we make a lot of value added products with uh, fruits and grains that we grow um, right here in Hunks Grove. Can you explain um, what a wowzer is? Yeah, so it's a fruit leather, some people call it fruit jerky. Um, basically, we take whole fruit, uh, process it down, cook it down, combine it with maple syrup and occasionally a few other ingredients. Um, I can't remember which one this is. Uh, that's maybe our, I think that's our pear. Um, so like, for instance, our pear fruit browsers, we take whole pears um, from our farm or from friends of ours in the region, um, cook it down with syrup, salt, um, and a little cinnamon. Um, and we call it our mm -hmm. pear cobbler browsers. Um, we sell it on the paper that it's cooked on. Um, and it's just a really good, healthy, locally made snack. All right. Um, but this, this is a real know. wowzer right here. No, oh, that's right. <laughs> this is good stuff. We're, we're on a hiatus for making this, but this is our bourbon, uh, bourbon maple caramel corn. Um, it's our own popcorn, it's maple syrup from the shop, and then we use uh, Whiskey Acres um, bourbon whiskey uh, from up in DeKalb. Have you guys had their, their whiskey before? No, I have not. Oh, I, man. It's I, really I could use one right now. But, um, okay, before we go, uh, you've got to explain what, yeah. the heck, what the heck is this? <laughs> so this is a grain cleaner. Uh, the wonderful thing about doing something that is uh, alien to where we are is that uh, someone contacted us and was like, we have this grain cleaner. I think that's what it is. Do you want it? Um, and this thing is like, that's my father-in-law. He's over six feet tall. This machine is enormous and it's so valuable and it's in such good condition. Um, and they just gave it to us. So, so for a small grain farm like ours, this thing is super valuable. And we're, we're, we're so close to getting it operational. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're very so close. People, can people yeah. go to your website and order? Do you do shipping? Uh, uh, the best way to order to ship from us is to actually call the syrup shop. It's 309-874-3360, uh, um, and they will set up the shipping for us. We sell everything through the maple syrup operation. 
All right. Okay. Well, Jeff Haig, thank and you. Then oh. One real real quick question. So people can still buy the B shares in the co-op? Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah, the important thing you were, uh, and we didn't even—I I buried the lead here. You were raising all this money. You were—you had a goal of a hundred thousand dollars, and you blew right through it, didn't you? Blew right through it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, our goal was to get pledges for a hundred thousand dollars, and because of the rules we had to follow, we had to do it in three different kinds of share types. Um, we mm-hmm. have now hit the goals for all those share types, and we've uh, raised pledges for one hundred and forty-five thousand dollars now. Um, so right now, <laughs> yeah, well, um, we are now working on collecting those payments. Um, but people, yes, could still become owners of the cooperative. You can buy a hundred dollar share, five hundred dollar share, uh, five thousand dollar share. Peggy, can you get that I link out? The, can you yeah, get the, I, I popped it up there. Okay, yeah, I put it up great. on the Because I, I, I actually forgot to put that link in the blog post that I did, which I'll have to add uh, later because yeah. uh, folks uh, probably want to get involved. All right. Yeah. We're, we're, I saw we're, some we're, buzz on Chicago market that some of those owners were helping you guys out. Yeah. Too. Yes. Yeah. Grant Kessler has been really helpful getting it out there. And you uh, too. I really appreciate it. Uh, well, we're happy to have you on the show and, and we appreciate you taking the time and dealing with our technical uh, issues earlier on. We need to get to our, our next guest here, Jeff. Uh, thank you so much again. It's Funks Grove heritage fruits and grain. You can find them on, on uh, on uh, Facebook and uh, just uh, the, their own website, and of course you can also um, find the uh, Farm Fed Co-op. They have a Facebook page, so that would be a good place for folks to look where they can contribute to the co-op, right? Yep, best place to go. Yep. Okay, great, Jeff. Thanks so much, uh, PJ. Thank you, and uh, you guys have a great day. Okay. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> P- PJ's a little, uh, it's a shame, PJ's a little washed out there, but uh, that's okay. He, uh, he's still really good. Yeah, okay, we'll see you later. Uh, and, <laughs> Thank and, you. Bye-bye. And we go right now to our, our next guest who's who doesn't have uh, a cat there, but might have a chicken. Uh, or Not a real chicken, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's Jen, Jennifer Murtoff. And um, she is um, with the Windy City Coop Tour, but she has, I didn't realize this until I read your information, you're the Midwest's only chicken consultant. Is that true? She's the chicken whisperer. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Theoretically, theoretically, yes. (laughs) I'm the only one. Wow. I like that. So uh, it's an honor to have the Midwest's uh, only (laughs) chicken consultant on the program today uh you don't have your chick is that your chicken purse or is that that's a, a this, no, this is uh henrietta she's uh <laughs> she's my house chicken but the chicken purse is right here ah there we go wait a second let me let me go wide here so everybody can see what we're dealing with there we go there's, <laughs> there's the uh chicken purse um and and let's see henrietta again too uh, sure you're, that's your chicken Muppet, right? Yep. She's very entertaining on car trips. You stick her in the, the, the passenger window and you have her watch the other drivers. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Oh, that is great. I like that. I, I, would, I want one of those, too. Okay. I, I, I need my own Henrietta. Um, 
So here we are, uh, the 11th annual Windy City Coop Tour, um, and um, oh, and I have to play something because this is in the past when we've had um, uh, Martha Boyd, who uh, uh, often represented. I would play this for her. <laughs> oh, yeah, Henry had a dance. All right, uh, cut cut the music. <laughs> so um, uh, tell us, just give us uh, the, um, and, and by the way, our apologies as we come up on 10 o'clock right now. We're running late today. We had uh, some technical problems at the start of the show, so we're just blowing through the normal uh, break periods and adding the extra 10 minutes to uh, the schedule today. So stand by, you folks in Ottawa, Illinois, because uh, we'll be getting to you uh, after our break at about 10.10 today. So, uh, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about the, the Windy City Coop Tour. Sure. So this, as you said, is the 11th annual. This is a Chicago tradition by this time. Um, homeowners and chicken keepers all over the Chicagoland area open their backyards up and allow members of the public to come through. We, of course, take precautions um, with um, health and sanitation. We don't want to track um, anything from coop to coop. But it's just a really fun time to see what urban chicken or suburban chicken keeping is like. And also to learn if, if you are a chicken keeper, you can get lots of great ideas from other people in the Chicagoland area. Um, we also have several sites that involve things like composting, gardening. Um, we have a site that has goats. Uh, and then um, we've got some beekeepers as well on the tour. So you've got all kinds of different options for learning about sustainable urban lifestyles and ecologically sound uh, backyard environments. And, uh, and that's next weekend, September 25th and 26th. Yes, um, it is from 10 till 4 on the 25th and the 26th. If you would like more information or to attend the tour, it is a free event. You can go online, um, either Google Windy City Coop Tour or look at chicagochickens.org. And um, you can download a map uh, that will give you the sites and you can choose which sites to go to on that day. We ask that you stick to, like if, if a site is slated as Saturday only, please don't show up on Sunday because the folks probably will not want you in, your back, in their backyard. Yeah, these are um, private homes. Yeah, yes, they're all private homes. Yeah. And right. um and on several each, of I just gonna say in each day it it goes from ten AM to one PM and then one PM to four PM. Yes. Right. Yes. There um there's two different we'd have two different slots uh for each day. Um so some sites might be open only from ten till one, others only might be open from one till four. I'm gonna be stationed at thirty seven seventeen North Kenneth. And um, I'll be there on Saturday from 10 till 4. I'll be available um, to give demos about chickens, answer any questions about chickens, questions about my business, uh, things of that nature. But it is, it's a family-friendly event. We ask that you please not bring dogs because those can really stress out the chickens. Um, if you're interested in more information on the different sites and what they offer, there's a spreadsheet online that um, provides more details on those. And we've got four languages represented on the tour. We've got, I think we've got some uh, Korean, Spanish. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the other languages, but if Polish? you're interested in, yeah, probably Polish, probably Polish. 
Um, so if you're interested in um, multilingual chicken experiences, you, um, this how is about the place uh, pirate? Uh, are, are you, are you, I'm what? sure there are some folks who are fluent in pirate. Okay. <laughs> it's not like a pirate day. Arr. Yeah. So masks are required for the tour. We want to be very conscientious about um, even, even of- though it's outdoors. Yes, you're you're requiring masks, and and that makes yes. sense. And I mean, I think one of the great things uh, about this is that even in pandemic times, you can do this because it's outdoors with with yeah. the chickens. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, do you have? I, I don't want to uh, sucker punch you with this question. Do you have any idea how many? people raise chickens in the city of Chicago or, or I've, gotten that question, I've gotten that question multiple times. I have mm-hmm. over 800 people on my mailing list. That doesn't mean they'll all raise chickens, but we, there's, there's quite a few. It seems like every time I talk to someone, they say, Oh, I know so-and-so in Oak Park who has chickens. Do you know them? No, I don't. <laughs> so um, it seems like there are many people who, who have chickens. Yeah. I'm sure it's many more than we think when than we think. Yeah. Now, in terms of the tour, uh what are some of the more interesting facilities that you're going to see? Are, are there uh, things that you can say that are hey, bring the kids to this. This is going to be really fun. You'll really like this. Or are they all more or less the same? No, they're very different. Um, you know, like I said, some sites have beekeeping. Glen Art Farm is probably one of the ones that you don't want to miss. Um, Carolyn Yoder and her husband have, uh, they have goats and they pasture them at a, um, an empty lot by the firehouse in the Austin neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. she's got fruit trees. I actually used her as a source for sour cherries this year to make my annual Mm -hmm. sour cherry pie. Um, so she's, she's got the goats, she's got chickens. Um, yeah, there's, there's very diverse sites and, um, some have really unique coops, um, some, some people have their coops like built into a garage. Um, there's in the past, we've had folks who've uh, built the coops into a heated dog run that goes mm-hmm. under the house. Um, uh, so mm-hmm. you'll read through those descriptions on the spreadsheet online and you'll be able to find some, some really neat stuff going on in the chicken keeping community. I was actually down in Highland, Indiana, visiting a client yesterday and he does a lot of permaculture. And um, he has some really great permaculture ideas. I was just really impressed with his backyard. Yeah. Um, with so the chickens I highly getting recommend... involved in that, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I highly they go recommend... after the insects. Mm-hmm. What's that? Sorry. Uh, the, go, scratching and going after the insects and, and chicken pest control. Yes. And then also um, contributing their manure to enrich the soil mm-hmm. and also turning the soil. So there's there's a bunch of different things going on there. But I recommended that he come up to go to the coop tour because I think some of his ideas would be well received here. And then he could also take some things away. He was asking me questions about, um, you know, setting up a coop and how to have a chicken friendly garden. And I said, you really should come and see some of the setups that folks mm-hmm. have here in, uh, at the, at the coop tour. So we've got a couple sites. We've got some in Oak park. There's, um, a, one in Naperville, one in Darien. Um, we're kind of far flung. There's, I think there's one in Evanston as well. So I'd really encourage folks to come out and, and learn from other people, see what they're doing. If you have specific questions, just bring them and see how, um, how folks are managing, um, these various issues. I, one of the questions I often get as a chicken consultant is, what do you do in the wintertime? And mm-hmm. you can actually 
absolutely see this as a practical example. And um, I, I don't know if I was clear about this. I do have a chicken consulting business called Home to Roost LLC. Um, I help people in the city raise chickens. I do house calls. Um, I have connections with avian veterinarians and I can help uh, refer them for emergency medicine or um, um, there are some things that I can handle myself. So um, chickens are near and dear to my heart and I've, <laughs> I've been really happy to be part of the chicken keeping community in Chicago. And the coop tour is definitely one of those things you don't want to miss if you're interested in chickens. Absolutely. Um, what would be the very first thing you, what is, because since you're the, uh, Old Midwest chicken only chicken whisperer, right? Uh, when when folks a- ask about uh, raising chickens, what's the very first thing you tell them? I usually say to um, think about them as being very different from us. We're mammals, and our pets that we have, cats and dogs, are predatory mammals. So this is a bird. Well, it's mm-hmm. a stuffed bird, <laughs> and and it's a prey species. So they interact with the world in different ways. They interpret the world differently than we do as predatory mammals. So educate yourself about how chickens think, and that will help go a long way towards, um, towards learning about how to help your chickens live their best lives in your backyard. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that the information for the uh, Windy City Coop Tour is on uh, my blog post and Peggy has just uh, sent it out here uh, as well. Um, uh, I'm hoping you have a great, uh, crowd by the way. Um, and just to make it clear, you, you can just show up. Do you have to, or do you have to make a reservation in advance? There's no need to register in advance. We just ask that you go to, um, the, the, uh, Windy City Coop Tour site, download the information about which properties you can go to, and then make sure that you show up at the yeah. times that the owners have agreed to open mm-hmm. the coop. the the site for. And as we mentioned before, these are private homes, private residences, bathrooms aren't available, things like that. So plan ahead. Um, And there's there's also a sign-in sheet at each site that um, the owners will ask you to sign in. So we ask that you do that to give us an an idea of how many people are actually attending the event. It helps us with our planning and um, it also, uh, you know, just helps to, to, um, predict for future events. All right. Fantastic. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Thank th- you very much. Thanks to Henrietta as well. Thanks, <laughs> Henry- <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and we will uh, send you out with. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the Mike Novak show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be back with more music after this. Looking for a career with growth potential? Do you yearn to learn and prosper? Want to be a true innovator and industry leader? Look no further. We're Bartlett Tree Experts. We've been growing strong for well over 100 years, and we're just getting started. Discover why we have an unmatched reputation for service and ingenuity that have made us the official tree care service for many of the nation's and the world's most prestigious clients. Our people thrive in a safety-first, entrepreneurial, promote-from-within environment. Bartlett employees receive industry-leading training at our state-of-the-art research laboratories and education facility in Charlotte, North Carolina. At Bartlett, 
opportunity grows on trees. Through our foundation, we invest in the education of students of arboriculture, horticulture, forestry, and related fields. Employment opportunities are endless at Bartlett Tree Experts. Those who join the Bartlett team tend to love it here. Bartlett really opened my eyes to what's involved with arboriculture and all the aspects of tree care. As a plant healthcare specialist with Bartlett, I am able to apply what I've learned at school on a day-to-day -day basis. We offer some of the most competitive benefits in the industry, including paid holidays and vacations, medical and dental benefits, a 401k plan, life insurance, and much more. For over 100 years, Bartlett Tree Experts has been unrivaled in innovation and the tremendous opportunity it makes possible. Our cutting-edge thinking fosters a culture where breakthrough ideas become real-world solutions and our employees become respected leaders. Visit Bartlett.com to learn more about some of our exciting career options. Welcome to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio with just a sipson of humor. Or is that a dash? Brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root, and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good tools to make me music. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki on International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, for the last year, as our viewers and listeners know, our little show has no longer been primarily a radio program, but... We're still heard on a couple of small stations, WLPN 105.5 FM, or Lumpen Radio in Chicago, and WRWO 94.5 FM Community Radio in Ottawa, Illinois. On October 2nd, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., WRWO will present a music festival called Fresh from the Midwest, featuring performers from this part of the country. Uh, right now, we're waiting for a connection from our friends at WRWO Radio. So let's talk to Christina Eltrevogue, and uh, that's spelled E-L-T-R-E-V-O-O-G, but she pronounces it V-O-G-U-E. So it's not Eltrevogue, but Eltrevogue. She performs as one half of the duo MMCM. She also volunteers at WRWO as a presenter of the concert series called Song Plus Story. Live performance videos of that can be viewed on WRWO's YouTube channel. And she's also planning to launch Fresh from the Midwest as a radio program on the station. It will feature new music from artists and bands hailing from Illinois, the greater Midwest, and beyond. Arr. Tell us a little bit about what Fresh from the Midwest is, Christina, since you're uh, one of the uh, producers of it. Sure. Yeah. So um, it's, I, I myself am a local songwriter in the Illinois Valley. Um, I'm wearing the shirt of another, uh, of a central Illinois songwriter named Dan Hubbard, who's, he's actually playing at the um, Vintage Illinois Wine Fest today in Utica. Nice. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, when I started playing, um, 
music a few like handful of years ago and playing gigs and stuff i just i was so taken by uh all of the songwriters that exist in our very own town and county and state and and then when i started touring like all of these other artists that i've met along the way um, in different states and regions and through conferences like folk conferences and and just playing bills together and everything and um you know i just we don't really have anything or we haven't for for a while like for uh to really showcase original music artists like songwriters and and bands and stuff and at least in in our area as much and so um i shouldn't say that it doesn't exist at all but just basically that i would like to promote the work of um writers and and musicians more and so um WRWO, the radio station, is also like all about that, wanting to promote um, artists, musicians, really, yeah. really anybody doing something creative in the area to just um, promote their work, that it could live and that it could become a viable um, employment for them. And, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, I thought like there's so many people in our area who probably don't even know about musicians in their own area or state or region, you know, um, sort of similar to food, um, how there might be a ton of local farmers or growers and maybe people are just so used to shopping at the grocery store that they don't even know who those people are, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of people w don't necessarily... uh, well, I was just going to say, speaking of WRWO, uh, yeah, they are. We, we've made our connection with uh, Katie Tricoli. And uh, and Tom Gaffney, uh, I'm glad you guys are are, are with us. Uh, let's see if we can hear you. Glad to be here. Happy to be here. Okay. Thank you for the uh, invitation. Uh, you're in the cave. So, uh, hey, uh, Katie, you need to tell us a little bit about WRWO. Christina was 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 just chatting uh, about that uh, because we are uh, the Mike Novak show with Peggy Malecki. And we had an argument earlier on the air. When does our show air on WRWO? It, it broadcasts on Saturday and Sunday morning at uh, 8 a.m. Gosh, darn it. Okay. Uh, I, believe it's, I believe it's 8 a.m. Is it 8? It's not 9. Okay. It might be 9. I have to go look oh, okay, now. <laughs> Good. Thanks. Thank you for saying that. All right. Uh, um, I I load it every week, so I know you're the I one. I should know that information. Okay. Should, All right, but it might be nine on, on air schedules here. Oh no, <laughs> eight to ten, eight to ten. The Mike Novak show. Uh, there you go. Arr. Thank you, Peggy. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid if I, if I went somewhere else on the laptop, I'd lose this. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us about uh, how WRWO uh, came to be. That's the I, I in my blog I said that you're basically a force of nature, and it seems like that uh, in uh, in in Ottawa, Illinois. Tell us about that, Katie. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I guess that's a compliment. Um, Sometimes. Well, well, I, uh, you know, I have a background in, in environmentalism and consumer advocacy, and um, then I, I ran the Majestic Theater for five years, and um, I realized that there was all this talent in our community that seemed to be untapped, 
So we, we started a um, nonprofit organization called Here and Again, and um, we're dedicated to preserving uh, places where the artists can perform, as well as promoting artists and educating people about, um, you know, how to live a better life as well. Um, I actually thought that we would be doing um, film festivals and that's not how it turned out. Um, one day we were in the in the Majestic and a, uh, a minister came in, he had a youth group and he wanted some popcorn for his youth group. So I, I looked at Denise, I said, pop him up a new batch of popcorn. And while she was popping up the popcorn, I gave him a five minute elevator pitch about here and again. He came back a week later, he's like, I got somebody you need to meet and so he connected me with, with Greg and, and his wife who wanted to launch this low power radio station and they needed a, a nonprofit to work with. So that, that's how WRWO became a community Great radio story. station in Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, Tom, uh, Tom's a local musician uh, along with Christina. Um, and, uh, you, you said some very funny things the other day that I put in, in to my blog post. Um, I'm, I'm afraid to hear it. Uh, well, you, you said that you and your wife, Jody often play out of your garage with, with several friends. So mm-hmm. you're, and you called yourself a senior garage band. Pretty so, much, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> I know that in fact, uh, that requires, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You might call your band. The Garage Mahal. The, which is also, <laughs> I, I love that too. Uh, <laughs> two, two. Boom. You, you get two. There you go. So, all right. And a ding. We'll talk a little bit more about the festival. I wanted to, uh, to I want to get some music here. So, uh, Christina, I want to start with you. Um, tell us about the song you're going to do. Uh, sure. So this is a song that I released on my first EP, um, which was last year during the during 2020 pandemic <laughs> time. It was called In Between, um, and it's with my duo MMCM, and uh, it's called So Will I, and I wrote it um, looking out my back door window as winter was turning to spring, and um, I was seeing this, like, the redbud trees were starting to bloom, and... I was just in a place of feeling sort of um, like disconnected and um, sort of the deadness that you have during the winter season of, you know, maybe not seeing a lot of people or just being cooped up and um, feeling like as I saw nature come to life again, it was just a very hopeful thing um, that, you know, we have, we go through seasons in our life too, that, you know, might be down or dark. um, But we can come alive again just like nature does so this is called so will i I'll do nothing about the crickets yeah, yeah there's a cricket no, buddy we, Holly love, and we the love the crickets serenading with you oh. okay uh christina take it away all right trees in the canyon standing high Lilies of the valley grow wild. Wild. 
the field will provide health to our bodies and minds. Birds of the air, learn how to fly. The river keeps on flowing, so Nice. Thank you so much. I just uh, um, texted out uh, to our watchers uh, your YouTube page. People should uh, subscribe to your to the channel. channel. I always say page. It's a channel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and if, if they go to the MMCM site, can they um, get your EP? Yes, they can. Yeah, it's on Spotify and Apple Music and Bandcamp, so you can buy it. We'll ship it to you if you want a physical copy. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to uh, the festival. You're going to be there. Uh, Tom's going to be there. Uh, who else uh, is going to be uh, on stage? And by the way, it, it is to benefit Illini State Park. They're putting in a playground. There's no admission. You're just asking for contributions, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Um, and, yep. um, uh, uh, it is on the 2nd of October from, I believe what, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. or so, or 4 p.m. What is it? 11 to yeah, uh, 5 p.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. uh, folks can just come by. Boy, I'm hoping for good weather, uh, on that. If boy, you've got the perfect weather, I love the tree in the background, by the way, Christina, that, that's, <laughs> that's great. So, uh, Katie, is this the first of many concerts you hope to do? 
This is the first of many we hope to do, yes. Um, so, as we said, Tom is going to be one of the performers, too. Tom, you want to do something for us here? Sure. <laughs> I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what I should do, and I think after uh, listening to Christina, you're, you're pretty amazing, Christina, by the way. Um, I should do something earth-shattering, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm going to do a little... Uh, she's a writer. I'm a, I'm a cover guy. I'm an interpreter. Um, song by Steve Earle. Uh, it's called My Old Friend the Blues. Ah. Uh, Nice. Well done. Woo! I, I, I a little rough this morning, so forgive me. It was a late night. 
uh, I <laughs> aren't they it's all Sunday mornings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, Wow. So this is uh, just uh, some of what we'll have. Uh, Christina, I think I, I, and I can't even remember, I, I did ask you who else was going to be uh, involved in this. Can you give us Oh, a- yeah. So, yeah. So we've got, um, there's another band that I play in, uh, Americana, roots, rock and roll kind of band called the Bell Rangers, um, B-E-L-L-E, like the princess. Um <laughs> And, um, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna headline, um, the, on the last slot. Um, so mm-hmm. we're sort of gonna combine my set. I'll play some songs solo and then they'll back me up on some of mine and then I'll play with them. And, um, we've got Chris Farrell. He's another great, um, local and touring songwriter and, um, Tom Gaffney and some of his friends who just played and, um, the senior garage Kevin's- band. <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right that's right garage and mahal. then um right, right. garage mahal we've got a we've got a guy named kevin kramer um he goes by Ke- mm-hmm. uh uh yeah kevin roy k he is um he's a local singer songwriter and uh music instructor as well um he's a, a fantastic musician and um and then we have opening the show a bluegrass flat picking songwriter from central Illinois named Dan Watkins, who plays in a group also called the River Valley Rangers. So he's yeah. starting it off. Okay. So if people can't make it in person, is there a place to either view it online or, or listen on an app or will it be available on YouTube later? We're working on that. That's a- yeah, that's a that's a great thing. Um, we yeah, we're still um, figuring out our technology, but as long as we can have dedicated <laughs> so am, so devices for that, um, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just check the the page, um, the WRWO page on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. If there's anything from the festival, whether the the video or or photography, we'll post it on there. Yeah, or, or some live streaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just great. Hold, you know what? Uh, hold your camera and uh, turn on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook put, put it board. put it on a yeah, yeah. or do a, a YouTube right. live. Yeah. Um, and Mike, you yeah. I know you mentioned this. You mentioned this in the blog, Mike. Yeah. Also, that um, <clears throat> Christina uh, is a presenter of the concert series called Song and Story which has live performance videos on WRWO's YouTube channel. And, and so a lot and of the performers you mentioned. Yeah. And you're, and you're planning to start a program called fresh from the Midwest on WRWO, right? Yeah. So this is sort of like the kickoff. Um, this, this music festival is sort of the kickoff of us launching a radio program on WRWO by, by that name, fresh from the Midwest, which will feature, um, local songwriters, but then also people who tour through here or are regionally based or, you know, have some kind of connection to us. Um, but yeah, just trying to get, spread the, the music yeah. of emerging artists or, or they don't even have to be new. I mean, some of them might be um, bands that were from our area from 40 years ago, you know, yeah. um, that we have recordings of just things that are, um, local and new to people. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, before we let you, before we let you go, Katie, uh, tell us a little bit about some of the other programs that uh, and and believe me, and and how people can listen. Yeah, you guys have an app. You need to lean into the camera just a little bit, Katie. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll lean in a little better. I I, no, no. I backed out so, okay. so Tom okay. could, could play. That room, yeah. Um, she's never seen me play, so she didn't know how much room I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get hit. So, so we have this really wonderful program on Saturday and Sunday morning. It's called the Mike Nowak and Peggy <laughs> Malecki Show. <laughs> but actually, we we... You know, if, if you like different kinds of music and information, WRWO is the place to go because it changes genres all day song long. Song to song. Yep. Song but, to song. You're going Apache Klein one minute, Tin Lizzy or Ozark Mountain Daredevils the next. You don't know. You just never know. So how do, how do people listen in who aren't, can't get it on the local well, station? Well, yeah, we're, we're on TuneIn. Um, it's WRWO. 94.5 FM on TuneIn. And um, you can also go to our webpage, wrwo.org, and there's a link there that you can listen to um, as well. Uh, by the way, uh, Tom, uh, Jody wrote in, I can't get the live feed. <laughs> so I, I don't know if Jody caught your song uh, at all. Jody is, of course, uh, Tom's wife. Uh, so sorry, Jody, I, uh, uh, but she managed to get into the chat box. So I don't know why she can't get the live feed. So, well, uh, that's why Tom's here because the internet connection out there wasn't so good. Uh, you know, uh, rural America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I hear that there's going to be infrastructure. Maybe you guys will get internet someday. So um, we just uh, they finished a project in Sheridan. Uh, they've got uh, fiber optics going in all over the county. Apparently, there were uh, several million dollars allotted for uh, internet hmm. updates. So I know they were doing it in Ottawa as well, and some of the smaller towns. So. I think this pandemic has really driven that home mm -hmm. that, that, you yeah. know, everybody yeah. needs to have an internet because you know, especially with the kids in school, and, yep. you know, and people yeah. are working from home, they have to have it. Yep. So. Absolutely. Yeah. This is uh, it's inexcusable that the, the richest country in the history of mm -hmm. the universe cannot figure out how to get broadband to its uh, citizens. So I hope that uh, begins <laughs> to happen now. Uh, listen, uh, Christina, uh, by the way, it's Eltravogue is how you pronounce yes. your last name. And, and, and Novak is how you pronounce yeah. your last name, right? Yeah, you nailed it. All right. Oh. <laughs> That's very, very funny. Yeah, you're learning everything today. And uh, thank you, Christina, for being here. I hope some people uh, sign on to your, uh, your YouTube channel. Uh, and yeah, and, and check out Bandcamp, Apple Music, and Spotify as well. Um, so, thank you so much, Peggy. Uh, and uh, Katie and Tom, thank you for getting down in the Bat Cave and being with us. <laughs> this You're morning. most welcome. Uh, this is actually where song and story kind of became began. Is uh, where where we are. We're in the music room at, at uh, Wallace Hall. Um, where WRWO broadcasts from. Fantastic. Well, keep keep up keep keep up the good work. Wow, it sounded like a dinosaur coming in. All right. Uh, <laughs> it is. 
Oh, wait. That's, did you have breakfast, Mike? Is that your stomach? I believe it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for doing this. And, of course, people watching, Thank you. People watching this or listening to this right now on WRWO, this happened last week. This is <laughs> this because this will air next Saturday and Sunday, uh, b- but, gotcha. b- but certainly before the festival. Well, actually, yeah. next Sunday and then the following Saturday. It's too complex. Correct. I, I cannot keep up with this. All right. Thank you all for being here. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it's the Mike Novak Show and the cricket. We got to thank the cricket as well. That The cricket <laughs> was fabulous. during. I think your cricket was singing along with you, Christina. It was just a... Uh, oh, you know... <laughs> Sometimes it's the extraneous uh, variables that make the show. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're yeah, we love wildlife. Labor, you know. What was that, Christina? <laughs> they're very affordable labor, you know, <laughs> accompanists. Oh, well. Okay, accompanists, right, exactly. You don't have to pay them union wages. Is that what you're telling me? No. <laughs> uh, all right. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. When we come back, we might have meteorologist Rick DeMille. We're not exactly sure, so stick around. Should be interesting. Whether you're a farmer or a backyard gardener, assist your soil in providing key nutrients to your plants with Spectrum Soil Inoculum from Tinyo Biologicals. The beneficial microorganisms in Spectrum break down and release vital nutrients and make them more accessible to your plants. Spectrum works with nature to decompose organic matter into humus, building richer, healthier soil. Spectrum is approved for use on certified organic crops and is OMRI listed. Get Spectrum at blazing-star.com. And welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I just sent you uh, a, a message yep. there, Peggy, that uh, I didn't uh, have the uh, the right button on because apparently Rick's going to yep. try to call in. I just texted. Okay, that would be uh, fabulous if uh, he will do that. Um, and um, uh, wow, <laughs> what a what a day here. Okay. <laughs> Um, Long, strange trip it's been. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Arr. Like a Pirate Day, International Talk Like a Pirate Day. And I'm hoping that, all right, Rick's going to try to uh, call in here. And well, uh, yes. Go oh, ahead. I was going to say, if we're, if we're filling a couple minutes, I was going to yeah. go back to one of the other stories. Go for it. Um, that you sent of stuff coming up, things happening, is the annual It's Back ILCA. Illinois oh, right. Landscape Contractor Impact, Association Impact Conference, Conference. right? Which That's is coming a, up on October twelfth. Um, and they're at, doing they're doing it at the uh, Chicago Botanic Garden, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. I don't think they're doing uh, any virtual. I think it's going to be yeah. I think it's in all person. in person. And the I, keynote I, speaker is Doug Tallamy. Oh, oh wait. I hear Rick. I hear Rick too. Hold on a second. I hear Rick. I'm uh, here. Okay, hold on He's one sec, Rick. I gotta, I've gotta change the. Uh, give me two seconds here. Whoop. To yep. get while you're your- doing that, I was just going to finish up with the the impact conference. Um, Doug Tallamy is going to be the keynote speaker, and uh, let's see if you go to ilca.org, there's more information, and I'm sure we will be talking a whole lot more about that in the upcoming weeks. All right, I'm fading in, but I don't see you rick on the screen so i can pop a picture up there yeah he, well he's phone only it's phone only okay uh, uh can you hear us rick hello yeah i can hear you fine okay i can Good. hear you fine 
All right. Well, then let me uh, pop in a uh, a photo. Good morning. It's it's uh, good to talk to you. And okay, this is what I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah, good morning, Mike. Good morning, Peg. And Hello. There we go. So while while he's setting that up, the story I sent to Mike last night, um, and I haven't seen an update since last night, but um, in Sequoia National Park, the fire and the flames entering the giant forest, and how they've been wrapping the sequoias um, in fireproof materials and doing pre burns and setting up sprinkler systems. It's pretty scary. That yeah, that's fantastic. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to hopefully be able to get that information to my students at Loyola because one of them is actually doing uh, Sequoia National Park um, as their project, their midterm project on how climate change is affecting the park. But more than anything, Peg and Mike, is they look at how the economy has been impacted, uh, Mm -hmm. what type of adaptation plans, what type of mitigation efforts uh, the park is doing prior to or during an event. Uh, so this story pig is, is definitely going to help them out quite a bit because oftentimes you, you don't want to try to hit kids over the head with a hammer 16 mm-hmm. weeks during a semester about climate change. You need to be able to kind of spread things out a little bit, talk more about the financial part, talk more about the economic part, uh, talk more about the policy part. Um, and that enables them to understand the science part, which, you know, sometimes can get really beaten up uh, in this world of misinformation. So, Uh, This is going to help them out quite a bit, so I appreciate you pointing that out. Uh, And you sent me uh, a number of uh, uh, graphics and photos yesterday. Um, You're you're not going to be seeing them here, I assume, but uh, maybe we can walk through some of these anyway because you did send out the report. For instance, the the Atlantic where there are three uh, storms or potential storms and another just a blob of – of weather coming up from the Gulf of Mexico as well. Uh, talk about uh, the storms, and then we'll get to that uh, the wet weather coming up. Yeah, and by the way, I can see the images, so no problem there, Mike. Okay, oh, good, um, great. And, yeah, and, and, and before we get started on that, I just want to point out, um, I happen to read this uh, great monthly uh, news magazine called Natural Awakenings. I think, Mike, you know who the uh, publisher and editor is. <laughs> I do. Is. I happen um, to know the publisher, yeah. Oh, I gave myself pig, a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Peg, I, I have to say, um, when when you put together those letters, and mm-hmm. I, I really feel your pain sometimes, because when I was writing my textbook, I would sit down and I would say, okay, what am I going to write about? How am I going to get started? How am I going to be creative? And if anybody hasn't read Natural Awakenings yet this month, um, Peggy writes this really, I think, endearing letter about how to become more in tune with yourself um, by being outside of yourself, kind of like putting yourself out into areas where you may not have been before or just noticing things that you may not have been before noticing. Um, And that allows you to be creative. And one of the things that I've been doing the last couple of weeks is I take the the Metra from the Main Street stop here in Evanston uh, to downtown Chicago. And then I divvy bike it over to Columbia College on Michigan Avenue. And I make sure that I look out the window. I don't look at my phone. Because when you look out the window along those tracks, uh, especially when you get into the Ravenswood area, you see some amazing things, Mike and Peg, that people in the city have done with their outdoor living space. You know, in other words, connecting to the world, connecting to nature, and connecting to the environment. 
And and you should see what they're doing to that area around Ravenswood and Lawrence, uh, the new Metro stop, the way that they're really integrating, you know, green spaces to that area. It, it really is remarkable, especially when you see some of the warehouses pretty much from out Lawrence Avenue down to about, say, Clybourne area. All the reclaimed spaces that the city, I think, is doing a great job of not knocking down, but rebuilding and, and keeping mm-hmm. people in in an urban environment. So I was thinking about that, Peg, along with your observation of two geese talking back and forth to one another. Uh, but again, if anybody hasn't read it yet, read it, and this will kind of give you a little bit more of a light to start the day. So I wanted to give well, you thank that. Thank you, thing, Rick. Peg. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate I mean, it. Because I, I know what it's like to be creative, and, and sometimes it just doesn't flow. And then when it does begin to flow, it just it just like it begins to pour out. And I think we all kind of know where that's coming from sometimes. It comes from within. All right. So real quickly, Mike, you can go back to those images that you that you showed. Um, three different ones. The first one off the coast of New England, which is going up into the Canadian Maritimes. That was Tropical Storm Odette. Uh, which formed briefly for about 12 hours and then became a non-tropical mm-hmm. storm. Uh, it is now moving away. That is actually now dying. Uh, the one that you see the red X to, the red X down to the south, uh, and a little bit of, I think it says 90% next to that, that has now become tropical storm Peter. So we've gone from Nicholas last week to Odette and Peter this week. And by the way, Mike, the remnants of Nicholas is that huge blob of clouds over the, the deep south that never really went away. And mm. that's the moisture that's beginning to move northward and will impact us, um, I'm pretty sure, beginning mostly late tonight into tomorrow and then half of Tuesday. And I hope we get every potential drop of rain out of it because we've been really, really dry. But before oh, yeah. we get into the extended stuff, yeah, before we get into the extended stuff, yeah. so Odette is going to move northward. That's going to become... Uh, a huge um, mid-latitude cyclone over the North Atlantic, most likely impacting probably Iceland and, and you know, northern areas of Scotland and Ireland, probably over the next couple of days. Peter, uh, which just formed early this morning, is going to become a hurricane, but is going to stay well offshore. So that's not going to bother us. And that last X, which is off the west coast of, of West Africa there, most likely is not going to affect anybody at this point. Uh, We just have to worry about the remnants of Nicholas, which is going to produce a lot of clouds and a lot of rain. But by this time, uh, I think we're all looking forward to just a little bit of rain. It's been incredibly dry. But nonetheless, if you're enjoying this kind of weather, which I did this morning, I took a bike ride and a swim Mm -hmm. in the lake. The lake is 70 degrees and Lee Street Beach area. Yeah, Lee Street Beach and Evanston is absolutely packed. I have never seen this many people enjoy the beach and this much warm water this late in the year so here we did are the waves three days calm down a bit the waves the waves did come down a little bit only because they're a little bit more out of the southwest right now but uh the bottom line peg is you know what we haven't had much cold weather we haven't had much rain and the water temperature is still 70 degrees so the yeah. fact that i can go swimming in the lake on the 18th of the 18th of september and not feel like it's cold uh is pretty impressive and and I, I would like to add a little bit about the the dryness. Um, I uh, have been, I, I actually went out and watered 
uh, front part of my uh, property uh, several days ago because it was everything was just shriveling up, and I want to get it through the fall so we can. I'm hoping we get some of that rain you were talking about. For folks, if you planted a a tree this year or some perennials whose roots have not had a chance to uh, expand, uh, please get out there and water. Uh, Get a drip hose on a small tree. Uh, It has been extremely dry uh, and and warm on top of it. It's not that, you you know, when it's cool and dry, um, it's not quite as stressful, but it's been very stressful on some of these plants. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point, Mike, because we've had temperatures nearly 10 to 15 degrees uh, above normal, and it hasn't really been that cool at night. So you really haven't had that chance for the ground to kind of, you know, cool down, pack in some of that moisture, and kind of keep some of that subsoil moisture down in the ground. Um, and what's really remarkable is even the trees are now beginning to look a little crinkly as well, especially yeah. when you get into like Northern Cook, parts of Lake and McHenry County, where they're actually back into moderate drought. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen it this dry, um, across a certain part of the Midwest for this long. In addition to that, it's the evaporation more than anything. <laughs> you really got to notice that. Yeah. You really got to notice that later on this yeah. afternoon, when we start to see temperatures get close to 88 to 89 degrees. You know, the normal high is now 75 and the record's 93. So us, us having 15 degrees above normal this time of the year is equal to us hitting 100 degrees in the middle of July. That's you the know, best way to think about it. And I was laughing because uh, Dan Costa, who's watching, says, my creeping Charlie is wilted, and it, it's a pernicious weed. <laughs> but even if the weeds are starting to wilt, yeah. you know it's been really, really dry. And well, the re- and, and yeah, Go ahead, Peg. I was going to say, and, and even the big storms that came through a week and a half ago where I got over an inch and a half of rain, Everything now is wilted. You'd never know uh, the difference. Yeah, but you know, that big storm, you said big storm, it was a, a non-event in Chicago, at least in Well, my, I had no power day. for 24 hours after it, so. Yeah. It and, wow. And, yeah. And, in, and in Chicago, though, it was nothing. It was a nothing burger down here. So Yeah, it was one of those things where it was depend, depending on you where, where you were. But one of the things I, I think we do need to think about um, when we talk, talk, talk about mitigation and adaptation here in the Midwest, if people are growing cherry tomatoes, just let them shrivel up and you'll have sun-dried tomatoes pretty easily, right? Uh, okay. Well, we need to play this. Arr. Arr. And, and you realize, Rick, it's a national, international talk like a pirate day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Was, is Jax in the back seat, by the oh. way, hanging out the window before? <laughs> uh, Jax is right here. There hey, he Jax. Is. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> okay. Well, one of the reasons we're having this warm weather is this. You sent me. These next two yeah. graphics are really interesting. So watch this, folks. Yeah. Uh, so so before you go to the next one, the jet stream is phenomenally high north. Uh, normally, this would be about another five to eight degrees further south. Uh, so two things is a deep trough out across the Pacific Northwest, which is producing very, very strong onshore flow, a lot of moisture into northern parts of California, Oregon, and Washington. So they're getting the needed rain. And that little bit of a circle that you see over eastern Texas and Louisiana, that's the remnants of Tropical Depression um, Nicholas. So what you see is the next map here is the remnants of Nicholas begins to move northward, gets caught up with that big system that comes in from the Pacific Northwest. And this is going to sit and spin over us uh, for about three or four days beginning 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then probably into Saturday and Sunday of next week. So bottom line, forecast shows 88 for a high today, but only 63 uh, by next week. So we're looking at next Sunday literally being 25 degrees below what we are today, which is pretty remarkable um, considering this time of the year, eh, 10 to 15 degrees from one day to the next is not that out of the question. Uh, but when you're 15 degrees above normal one week and then 10 to 15 degrees the next week, that's a pretty formidable change. So bottom line, if you can, I mean, I keep saying this, if you can get out and enjoy this amazing weather um, and hopefully get the outside. bears won't ruin out. Yeah, if hopefully the bears won't ruin out Sunday, do like <laughs> what Peg said, get outside um, and find your inner peace. Go for a bike ride, go for a walk. And it was amazing. I'm, I was pretty far out swimming this morning and I don't remember the last time I've done this, but I was looking back towards the shoreline and mm -hmm. I'm looking at trees that are already about 25 to 30% turned in some areas. So when was the last time we actually went swimming in Lake Michigan and actually observed the fall foliage? Um, you'll be able to observe the fall foliage next week, but you won't be able to go swimming in Lake Michigan. Aha. Uh -huh. And uh, getting to uh, precipitation, here's the, the past 30 days, uh, and it's been pretty dry in our area. Although I noticed yeah, I'm looking at the state line there. Yeah, state line that same place. We'll get to the drought monitor map in in just a second, but what I'm kind of curious about is the upper uh Iowa, they got a lot of rain there and uh lower Minnesota and they they kind of needed it there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is one of the reasons why you remain consistent in showing certain graphics week after week after week, because people remember what you showed them the week before. So um, this area of green over us, unfortunately, does not mean wetness. Um, if you look at the legend, it refers to the fact that over the last month, certain parts of northern Illinois, uh, anywhere between 0.5 and 1.0 inches of rain, which is really remarkable. Um, and the other remarkable areas, what you just pointed out, Mike, is northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Those were the areas that were in severe drought, um, and they got a lot of rain. Now, granted, they didn't get it when they needed it, uh, but they did get the rain. So, again, areas that were not getting the rain did get the rain. Areas that needed the rain didn't get the rain, and that includes us here in much of western Lake and also eastern McHenry County. So, consequently, the drought um, has actually expanded. We're back to... Um, moderate to almost severe drought in parts of uh, northwestern Lake County, parts of eastern Walworth County, um, also Kenosha and Racine County in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. But you can see the way that area of northeastern Iowa and southwestern um, or southeastern Minnesota has kind of gone away. Uh, and most of Michigan and Wisconsin are actually near normal because, remember, they were just getting pounded week after yeah. week after week with rain. Uh, but oddly enough, the lake water... Um, has actually still somewhat gone down somewhat. So we're down about another inch or two from last time that we measured it, which is about 18 to 20 inches lower than what we were this time last year, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, we just got a Ernest in Oregon said the rain in Oregon has been welcome, uh, but we're back to warm and dry next week is, is, is what he's saying. Um, and let's yeah, but, look at but that's okay. That's all right. They, they're getting their rain. And to them, warm and dry is, you know, 70s with partly cloudy skies. <laughs> well, uh, he might argue with you, but here's the, uh, the U.S. Uh, drought monitor map, and it's still parched out west, as you say here. 
Oh yeah, I mean, unbelievable. And um, one of the, one of my other uh, groups is doing uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, and they're going to be looking at um, some of the restrictions that they put on uh, water usage for the Colorado River, which obviously flows west into Western Colorado, um, Utah, obviously into the Arizona area, and all the way down into the um, Gulf of California. So I want to make sure that these students are not just coming to class looking at the syllabus, doing the homework, taking a quiz, but are actively engaged in, you know, weekly current events and, and again, not being in, endeared towards, you know, saving the planet, but just understanding the planet. Because I think you'll, you'll, you'll be a lot more active when you understand things uh, from other parts of the country and what they're going through. And it's really hard to understand what's going on in other parts of the world when you're a college student waking up and they're basically walking the same steps, you know, seven days a week. You almost have to stop and get out of that shell and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, quote, see the world and smell the roses. But, man, when you see what's happening out west. And, again, I, I mentioned this week after week after week. This is the driest time of the year in California. It's basically late September into October. Matter of fact, some of the highest heat waves or the strongest heat waves or most intense heat waves that occur in the central California and San Francisco, Oakland area typically happens in the month of October when A, you have some stronger winds and B, you have some offshore flow. So unfortunately, we're actually heading into the more vulnerable part of the wildfire season because we're not talking so much about the initiation of the fires. We're talking about the movement of the fires as well. So there's, there's two different parts to it. It's not so much where they form, but where they can then migrate. So when you look at this seven-day rainfall total map, granted, Northern California, Oregon looks great for rain, but everywhere south of that um, looks pretty bad, in, yeah. including parts of the western areas of the United States or southwest areas of the United States. Yeah, uh, but it is good to see uh -huh. that at least the Pacific Northwest is getting its rainfall again. It's just scary when when that part of the country dries up. Yeah, and you know what? what's going to happen is Unless you really talk about it, a lot of people will forget how hot it was in areas of Oregon and Washington and British Columbia and Saskatchewan and, you know, Manitoba earlier this year. Um, it, you know, how quickly we begin to look at, you know, the hurricanes dominating the news yeah. and the wildfires and things like that. But um, that's one of the other reasons why it's it's important to kind of continue to talk about some of these things. Not so much from like, we have to do this now to stop it, but just to make sure that people remember that those things happen. So when you look at areas, you know, I was I was watching, you know, Meet the Press early this morning and Chuck Todd was talking to the Republican, well, they're all Republicans, um, senators from Louisiana. <laughs> and there, there's, there's some people that still don't have power. And he said, at what point will you guys really begin to think about how a better infrastructure deal will get power to people three weeks after a hurricane has gone through. I mean, I mean, come on, guys, get with it. This is three weeks later, and you still don't have power. Maybe a better infrastructure deal will keep that from happening. So I would really like to get on the ground and see what those people think about it well, down there. Well, I, right. want to, I want to know what their response was to that question. Oh, the response was, we don't like to look back. We like to look forward because oh, this dear. is the only way we're going to get. Oh, yeah, it's the same old you know, nauseating, disgusting, you know, talking points, you know, and, and, and again, and then softball questions. Do you think president, president Trump is a cancer to the Republican party? Those are easy. 
A, ask them what's a cancer. B, do you think President Trump has certain qualifications that consider him a cancer? And then ask the question. So you, you can't keep asking these softball questions like that. So um, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I have your show, Mike, because I can get out some of the stuff that I can't say, <laughs> that I can't say now in front of my class because kids will write it down. He was disrespectful to my feelings as a person who supports this person. Oh, my God. Come on, guys. This is what college is about. It's about getting into arguments and discussions about things that you disagree about, but at least arriving at some sort of a resolution or a conclusion. Yeah. So anyway, um, speaking of the uh, the cold weather pattern, this is the six to 10 day, basically showing that where it's going to be cool, it's mainly going to be cloudy and wet. So that's what that that's what that that dark blue means. And as you see here, look at the way the Western United States, as your friend was talking about in Eugene, is going to end up going back to warmer and drier. Uh, but again, I mean, that's okay because they, they, they have had rain out there. So they'll be okay that they get warm and dry. That'll probably help out some of the grass and trees and shrubs grow, which is what you want as you head into a, a normally drier time or less prolific uh, warmer time of the year. Yeah. And then over, it's more or less the same over the eight to 14 day as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is generally, this is what happens when you have a pattern that gets stuck for a while, uh, which is what we're going to see this big upper low to the east of you. You generally will have like your six to 10 day bleed into your eight to 14 day. And those numbers will generally tend to dominate the overall aggregate numbers. But the bottom line is um, whatever we have over us now from a standpoint of warm and dry, um, is basically coming to an end tomorrow. Uh, and I want one more time, go back to the rainfall, because we talked about the West, but we didn't talk about the East, and you're looking at the remnants of Nicholas there, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about some areas are, um, are almost approaching 150 to 175% of their annual precipitation already in many areas of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and you remember, you know, Tennessee had the terrible floods back in uh, back in August. You know, all the uh, the storms that they had, you know, from last year, and then Ida again this year. Um, so they have they have not caught a break. And in fact, it's been I think one of the wettest patterns I've seen in the southeast um, in about probably 15 to 18 years. And again, this this wetness really started back in the spring um, and really hasn't let up. Um, and whether or not that means we'll eventually get into some of this in the fall, I think that remains still to be seen. I think we'll we'll stay somewhat drier than normal over the next month, even though over the end of this week we'll be cooler and wetter than normal. Okay. Uh, and uh, is there anything you want to say? Uh, uh, well, we should get a forecast, and then maybe you want to say a few words about critical race theory, which you can't talk about in your classrooms as well. I thought maybe there's an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first off, it's a theory. <laughs> um, secondly, secondly, I don't know which race we're talking about and why is it, why is it critical? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. You know, this is real funny guys. Um, at only one school that I teach at where at only one school where I teach at, they actually make the students declare their pronouns, you know, which is, which is the new thing now in college. I don't know if yeah. you guys know this. Oh, it's, it's a um, new thing in business too. A lot of, uh, uh, signature boxes have the pronouns included. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I, I've seen that already. But when the kids introduce themselves, they go and I go by blah blah and blah. And I usually sit there and I look at them. I go like this. I go, 
Okay. <laughs> and not to be disrespectful, but I tell them, I go, since I grew up in New York and I'm from the streets of Queens, my pronoun is yo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There you go. And that, uh, and that's it. That's all I have to say about that. I uh, mean, come we'll on. Say, guys. We'll call you yo from now on. <laughs> yeah. Yo. <laughs> All right. Just, 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 just think of yourself as being in the show. Welcome back, Cotter, right? And no, you'll get dude, that down. no, thank you. I'll, I'll pass on that. Uh, all right. Give no, us. A, that's why Jack's got his head out the window behind uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> is he hurling? Uh, all right. Uh, give us a. Uh, there you a, go. <laughs> and now Rick's got his head out the window, too. All yeah. right. Give all us right. a so, forecast. Um, 80, 88 today. Um, I wouldn't be surprised in the fourth quarter of the Bears-Bengals games. You start to see some players um, tugging at their at their jerseys and getting some extra fluids because, man, when you played in this type of weather in the second game of the NFL, um, you're probably not used to running that hard in 88-degree weather. Um, so it'll be a lot cloudier tomorrow. You'll notice the humidity levels rise as well, so probably highs maybe near 80, but definitely looks like a gray day tomorrow. May start out sunny. It may start out sunny, but gray by the afternoon. Rain developing by late tomorrow afternoon and pretty much all night rain Monday night into Tuesday. Um, models usually have a really difficult time latching on to some of these systems that kind of come up from the south. But we can easily get an inch and a half to maybe two inches of rain, which will be needed. Some areas of northern Illinois are down nearly 10 inches. So it's not going to change the drought. Uh, but it looks like this front does kind of back up west, east to west, late Wednesday into Thursday. So after a dry day Thursday or after a dry day Wednesday, we may get back into some more rain on Thursday and Friday. But the bottom line is temperatures generally only in the 60s by the time we get to the end of the week. And next week when we talk again, Mike and Peg, it'll feel more like the first week in the fall rather than what it feels like now the last weekend of July. Um, this is, you know, what's really weird. And I, and I know you guys will agree with me on this as nice as it is. You notice how the sun angle is so low compared to when it normally is warm out. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. seem as warm. There's a lot of shadows, right? You notice yeah. a, lot of yeah, the shadows? a lot of shadows by, by six o'clock. The shadows are already long. Quite big. Yeah. 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 Quite yeah, long quite, shadow. Well, quite... sunsets, uh, before seven o'clock by now. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 6.50 and the sunrise is 6.40. And when we hit the equinox on Thursday, everywhere around planet Earth has the same amount of sunlight and the same amount of darkness. That's why we call it equinox, equal nights. Well, there we go. All right, Rick, uh, thank you so much. Uh, not necessarily looking forward to the cooler weather. Uh, although I would, I, I'll tell you what, 10 degrees cooler and keep it there, I'd be really happy with that. That'd be perfect. But. And by the way, real quickly, uh, Rebecca and I are going to see Neil deGrasse Tyson tonight at the Chicago <laughs> Theater. Tickets are still available. All right. All right. So folks know about that. Tell us, tell, I, I'm sure you'll have Neil deGrasse Tyson stories for us next Sunday. And get, yeah. get, it, get time, him on the show. Yeah, get him on our program. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. He's a real good get for you guys. <laughs> no, I want him on with you so you guys, you can debate him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's at he's at he's at a no. I'm not going to debate him. Neil <laughs> Neil's in my corner. Are you kidding me? And I'm in his corner. Okay, great. All right, Rick. Uh, have a great Sunday. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. All righty. Uh, and uh, wow, we uh, we got through this uh, uh, almost trade. We wreck. did it. How about that? 
and we got like too many people to to thank uh, for uh, being on the show. Jeff Hake and uh, Jennifer Murtoff and Christina Eltravogue and Tom Gaffney and Katie Tricoli and meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Thanks for uh, thanks to Kathleen uh, running the ship upstairs. Arr, the pirate ship. And uh, and Legata, we had a, uh, a a joke in there, but I'm not going to find it in time. Uh, we have Legata. We've got Basil. We've got the guest appearance by PJ. The guest appearance by Jax. Okay. Until next time, go green or go home. It's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.